0: You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dylan. Oh, hello. hello. And if you are a regular listener of our show, you know this intro is a little bit different, and that's because we want to put this show up on its own because we it's just... It's a standalone. It's a standalone mm-hmm. because we just interviewed T.J. Miller. The T.J. Miller. The T.J. Miller <laughs> from a billion different things. You've seen him in everything, and he is... Honestly this is probably one of our favorite interviews we've we've Yes done. and
1: we've interviewed lots of people I would say this is probably my favorite interview. Yeah, I, I would mean, say that.
0: He is so awesome, so nice, and uh, and we got to sit here with him. Uh, Kenny B was in on the interview mm-hmm. as well, and you'll notice Kenny B's mic is a little bit different <laughs> at the beginning. You That'll get explained later on. Yes. Um, but uh, we just want to get straight to it and just uh, play him. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club here in Portland, Oregon, tonight, July 18th, and tomorrow night, July 19th, and then he's doing a special uh, podcast recording as well tomorrow. Go see him wherever you are. Drop what you're doing. Go get tickets right now, heliumcomedy.com. You need to, you need to. Seriously, this he is. This guy is something special. He is. He is amazing, and I cannot wait. We're going to be going to a show tonight. Cannot wait to see it. So uh, get your tickets. Go see TJ Miller. And here he is right now on Fun Employment Radio.
2: You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Todd Glass, and you are listening to... To FunEmploymentRadio.com And then put a big drum at the end Like boom, boom Let's do it again We get the echo And even when I pause The drum roll gets a little louder And then at the end there's a boom, boom So we'll start all over again You can edit all this out But here we do
0: Hi, this is Todd Glass And you Are listening to
1: FunEmploymentRadio.com Now go fuck yourself, you bag
0: of shit <laughs> that sounded like a good idea at the time it did it's a great idea <laughs> isn't that a great idea <laughs> when we played that back for him too he was that. mad that I left the beginning in there but you have to have that part of it you have to have it Yeah, yeah. you have to have the build up right. yeah yeah, and yeah. also because that's the ending of it is him saying
3: fuck you you bag of shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you, Bag of Shits, for listening in. Uh, this is Fun Employment Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. And ladies and gentlemen, joining us here right now in studio, Mr. The little satchel of shit himself.
1: <laughs> no, you're a tall satchel of shit.
3: But I like to think of myself as a burlap sack of shit. You know? Burlap sack? i about that on my podcast a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It is DJ Miller. Hello. London in
1: the coolest hat I think guys, I've ever seen. I
3: mean, I hope so. Yeah. It's pretty
0: because great. I heard you hadn't even seen any hats ever.
1: I haven't. This is my first one. This I is my first say, hat.
0: Don't tell him. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Your hat beats out Judah Judah Friedlanders. Yeah, it's, that is a better hat. It's, but it's not as you know Judah's hat is. He's it's, the it's, world champion.
3: I mean, it fits Yeah, this is yeah. um my uh my lady Kate. She gave me. She just knows she you know she makes jewelry and paints and is a ballerina and weird stuff like that. But she always picks out the things that I wear that people are like oh man that's so cool you're such a stylish individual <laughs> and it's so lame to over and over again be like it's no nah, it's my girlfriend she uh,
1: <laughs> she dresses anyway, me yeah exactly yeah, like,
3: like, like my mother she dresses me but I'm not younger and the sexual tension is not as awkward
0: <laughs> sure it's Rudy and Freud and psychoanalysis <laughs> and then just start crying anytime yeah, anybody I do, asks I about will the... start
3: weeping i yeah, do you guys openly weep or do you uh, close weep?
1: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the mood You keep strikes.
0: that weeping private? Yeah. I what do it, is. it openly. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> good. Either. Get it out. Just let <laughs> it out. I mean, that's the important thing. Well, I mean, as you said today, you've, you've already yelled at some children. So you're I feeling, feeling I went on good. morning
3: television again. Um, How did it so go? It's so interesting to be on... Uh, radio and then morning television. I mean, this you know, this is a podcast, but it's live, so you guys have listeners right now, mm-hmm. and I understand the podcast format. Like here in uh, at Helium, we're doing a 4:20 p.m. podcast taping on Saturday tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes, and indeed, that'll be really exciting. Oh, awesome! Yeah, and so um, you know, and I, so I'm comfortable with the medium of radio, and I, I've done now a lot of morning television, but I can't seem to do it without acting insane
1: <laughs> okay. Please like, to be telling did, us how you did it today I did,
3: well, I did Omaha morning blend last week and that was cr- cr- I mean I, I put water all over my knees and I was like old wet knees uh, <laughs> old wet knees peas and carrots or something uh, that's oh what they used God. to call me in San Antonio just the most insane stuff <laughs> and uh, I often try and mess around with the, um, the centerpiece because those are really ridiculous looking but today and it is like every day. they They're so used to telling uh, or, or at least asking the questions that they're supposed to ask. Right. And yeah. um, I don't listen to any of those or even <laughs> respond to them. And it's not rude, actually. I think they like, like the girl today was laughing the whole time. It's just one of those things where, you know, they, they're so used to boring interviews that they're fine if I just come in and derail the morning show, which is yeah. what I do. Yeah, they were beauty pageant kids in the audience (laughs) I was talking to them and saying hello and like making fun of one of the ways the girls was clapping. (laughs) Yeah, and then she'll she'll be like, so Transformers, what did you think about that? And I'll be like, you know, within seconds talking about how I asked somebody to put the french fries in the McFlurry, but before they flirted up, yeah, you know, <laughs> that fleur de Lee, as I call it whenever my buddy Lee at McDonald's does my flurries.
0: Shout out to Lee. Shout out to Lee. Fleur de Lee. Fri- fries
3: dipped in ice cream are surprisingly delicious. Really they are good. very delicious. Wendy's for years has been the place to get a Frosty and some fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's the way to do it. Yeah. You have
3: to do it. You know, and I think... There's also, I mean, there's a darkness to that whole thing because there's no sadder situation than using the French fries to eat the frosting. Right, like, you're so depressed you didn't even get. You, you a didn't. Do you do it in the spoon? Yeah. Do you do it, you, it in public or in yeah, private? Openly, oh, openly? Openly, okay. <laughs> <and> openly. <laughs> <laughs> eat. But it's also so sad. Have you ever eaten a frosty and just by squeezing the cup? Uh, well, that's really sad. Uh, it's a kind a of like. Pop. Like, yeah, it's yeah. the
0: sad adult gogurt. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I picture a lot of sweating involved too, like there's publicly while sweating. you're weeping, sweating. There's a lot of
3: lost, and you know, there's a lot of collateral damage as far as right. the frosty goes. Yeah. A lot yeah. of the frosty <laughs> is is loose. Yeah. It's on your clothes. It's
0: especially pathetic when the fries are
3: like sort of greasy and limp, and you're trying to scoop with yeah, them. Yeah, just no, oh, you can't. You can't, you can't with the soggy you
1: know? fry. Yeah, yeah you, know,
3: you can actually, because I found with the soggy fries, if you coat your hand with fries and then use the Soggiest fries is twine like ties around each of your little fingers, both at the base of the index and the point of the fingers. Okay. Weave them through. Yeah, then you, exactly. Yeah. You essentially make a fry basket glove. Get yeah. yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it and is. And then
1: you slide it off to make sure not to eat your fingers. Yeah,
3: you don't want to do that because I've been down that road. <laughs> <laughs> I was so high on PCP one Friday (laughs) that I thought my hands were, because they were frosty on them, were made of frosties. I ate clear through them. (laughs) I had to go to the hospital.
1: (laughs) And they built them back.
0: The dangers of PCP No, I was
3: so high on PCP I was able to vomit them back into a shape. Okay. And then we put them in an easy bake oven and uh, now I got these bad boys. Lo
0: and behold. And then you get Transformers. That's how that happens. mm -hmm. And then they're metallicized. That's exactly how
3: that happens.
1: So TJ, I've got to ask. I'm a huge fan of the movie Cloverfield. How cool was it to be able to have like the most epic fucking death scene?
3: I mean, it's pretty epic. Uh, it is. It to be dying in a lot of movies in general. They'd like to kill you. Yeah, which I'm fine with because then I don't have to do the rest of the the movie. Right? Yeah, early. Yeah, it's like them being like, "Hey, classes are canceled after lunch." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> what do I have to do? Just fall hard here and go. Oh my god, I can do that. Um, that is a pretty epic death scene. It is. I wanted to keep. The There's a, a double, a body. It wasn't actually me that falls into the grass. Okay. And uh, so I wanted to keep that because they had it. It was like my was like upper tour. So, yeah, yeah okay. we did... And they wouldn't let me keep it. They they tour those things around to like horror conventions, so oh, okay. people can take pictures with them.
0: So there's pictures of your fake body, yeah, being out
3: there. But, well, pictures of people with it
0: being like, <laughs> hey, look at this, <laughs> so weird. Is it not your head? Just your torso?
3: Um, it is. It's just it's it's my upper torso, yeah. Okay. yeah, which I think would be the creepiest thing to put in a glass box in the entryway of a house. Uh, yeah.
1: This is my collectible, <laughs>
3: um, but I want to do that, yeah. And now I want to get a Transformers the dummy there. I mean, all I'm saying is Cloverfield was the weirdest one because it was my first major motion picture, mm. and I shot a third of the film. Yeah, and I've never sh- I didn't shoot a camera. At I was going to ask you, so you were actually holding oh, the camera. Yeah. Wow. And and when I wasn't. I would be ho- I'd be standing behind the cameraman and kind of like directing him with my hands as to where we were going or come Hello. over here. And I would I would have shot almost the entire thing if they they didn't have a lot of scenes with like running where if I drop the camera it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, anything that doesn't didn't have green screen special effects. So anytime there's practical special effects, that sort of stuff. Um, I uh, I shot that. Wow. And I was just thinking about how on the Paramount lot, we actually, that scene where we're sort of running to the subway, um, because they're, you know, the, the U.S. military is just opening fucking mm-hmm. fire all over that. Um, they really did that. It was me, like, shooting it, and them, you know, just hundreds of guys being like... Pfft. Oh, i get back. Like, tanks going off. Jesus. <laughs> wow. And now I've been, you know, now having been in Transformers, I'm like, all right, yeah. It's no more this deal. stuff <laughs> It's not, <even laughs> not a big deal. It's like, you know, I know how this stuff works. But I remember then, I they just said, okay, and there's going to be a lot of people shooting. And I never made anything. I never produced anything. So I was like, okay, I'm sure. And then it just straight up immediately feels like you're oh, in a war. Geez. And that was really fun. Because I got, I, you know, and I had to also keep filming and, you know, do it like that. Mm-hmm. But it was, um... That was, a, that was a weird one. And I when I got it, I didn't know who J.J. J. Abrams was. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So they said, hey, this guy J.J. J. Abrams, he has this show It's called Lost. And I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and he was like, well, this is this movie, and you know, they want you to come in and audition for it, but it's like kind of, uh... You know, it's like sort of a secret thing. So you won't see the script. You'll just read these sides. And I read the sides, and they are so lame. And mm-hmm. it was like... This doesn't seem funny, but I'll audition. And then after I was done, it was like this monologue about, you know, my father used to keep a journal when he was in the war. And just every day i think about him having to sit down after a battle. It was just like so awful. (laughs) And then at the end of it I kinda was like, Okay and she goes, I thought that was good and I, I go, Yeah, I mean I don't I to do comedy, so I don't know what this is about. And she's like, I also have something else to say to you. I wanna apologize and I was like, Okay um. And she goes, Those are the wrong sides. <laughs> <laughs> so here are the funny ones. It's like Ah, oh, god damn it. So then I just relearn or learn the other sides, and then I came back in and did that and that was pretty funny. When they called and said that I got the movie it just didn't connect that it was... Because I had an agent in Chicago. I was still in Chicago. It just didn't connect... Uh, I, I didn't understand the size and scope of it. Mm-hmm. I, like how I, big of a deal well, it actually I, I was? Said, I said, yeah. So it's J.J. Abrams. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So what is this, like an indie film? Like, Is this right. like a small film that then will go straight to DVD or streaming or whatever? And they go, no, no, no. And I was like, "Okay, is it so? It, it will get a theatrical release?" And they're like, "Yeah."
1: Oh, that was a probably. huge release,
3: yeah. And uh, I said, "All right." And then I didn't think about it again until I got there. I remember going into his production company in Santa Monica and immediately being like, "Oh fuck! Oh, this is a huge." <laughs> yeah. movie. Okay, I see now. Yeah. Yeah. So that was sort of a strange, uh, a strange entree. Into you know yeah for your into, first yeah. for your first one to was that was a like huge that? hit that was an eighty million dollars yeah I went and saw it yeah. on opening
1: weekend I yeah. love that movie
3: and it's a great movie mm-hmm. it's uh, still solid
1: like I I just watched it a couple months ago and it's still fantastic yeah
3: I'm psyched on it I mean it was a it was a really really good one and we thought the whole time that it was gonna suck mm-hmm. we just when you do something that no one really has done in that capacity. Mm-hmm. But, we just didn't think it was coming across, and the footage just wasn't... And, you know, it was weird for me, because I'm like, I didn't get that last take, and they're like, well, we'd have to do it again, and I would feel like shit, because somebody would do a great performance, and I wouldn't have, you know, whip pan to the Got left. It. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't know anything. That's a lot of, that's, of responsibility. Yeah, that's double yeah. duty.
0: That's... uh but they could tell from my unprofessionalism that, <laughs> that I was the man for the job. <laughs> you've got exactly what we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, you've been in so many different things, too. It's got to be crazy. Like, just going out and, and doing stand-up or being out in the public, like, people probably recognize you from all kinds of different...
3: And now with, like, Silicon different Valley. Different movies, yeah, yeah. with uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah, I mean, we, I was actually talking about this last night with uh, Annie Haynes, and also, she's a local comic, really funny, and then... um uh Andy well Andy Main. Andy Main. sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Andy Haynes. <laughs> <Another, another laughs> uh, but I was talking to her about it and Cash Levy, who is a um, He's who you do the podcast. podcast. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He's a comic who's been performing for years and he's friends with Jamie Kennedy and Nick Swartzen and he's no stranger to kind of, you know, comedians who are well known outside of stand up. And but uh, it, it's gotten really fucking weird. I mean it's so weird that last night I kind of went home and was, like, drinking, like, sips of Merlot, eating Skittles, (laughs) waiting to open up my Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, watching Out of the Furnace, the Christian Bale movie, the whole time being like... This is fine. It's, it could be. It could be like this. You
2: know? <laughs> this is
3: okay. It could be like out of the furnace. <laughs> it could be a man sitting on the edge of his bed, watching out of the furnace, eating skittles.
1: Sips of merlot. I didn't see that. that one coming. Yeah, at all. I know.
3: No one did. It was the yeah. only thing that I. Could get that but I mean, it, you know, it is beyond surreal because now it's the real one is Transformers. Mm-hmm. Transformers for more than half of America will see in the next right. six months. Yeah. In the world. And so, yeah. Oh, the you know. chi- in China right now, right. if I went to China, yeah. a lot of people would be like, oh, you're the, because it broke the biggest box office right. record wow. in China ever. Wow. Because it has two big Chinese stars in it, one doing the voice of a Transformer and the other, Lee Bang who's like, uh, or is it Lee Li Li Bang? It's, both of them sound fake, but uh, <laughs> it's both of them sound like I'm just being insensitive making up a name. It's so ridiculous.
1: I, really, I prefer Lee Bing Bing. Yeah, like me that too. One. I mean, that's
3: why I keep saying it. I'm pretty sure it's Lee Lee Bing. But I'm like, Lee Bing Bing. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, it's it's just strange. That ties it all together because then people, every kind of person sees that. And then if they've seen Silicon Valley, then they connect it. They're mm-hmm. like, uh oh, if they love She's Out of My League mm-hmm. and they also saw uh, you know, whatever, fucking Transformers 4 then it's, yeah, then suddenly they're like, that's the guy so it's gone from some people coming up and saying hello to almost everybody looking over and being like, that guy's somebody that yeah. guy. but I'm in this weird there's, a, there's growing pains at every level of fame which I cannot, I mean I don't do well with fame, like I think it's the unfortunate side effect of being a successful entertainer mm-hmm. it's just the worst, most alienating like life, to me is already absurdist and surreal because mm-hmm. that's sort of my belief system and approach with comedy, mm-hmm. so then to shift it so that the paradigm is even more bizarre and isolating has really, really been a, not a fun ride necessarily, <laughs> but I'm at this place now. You start off, and people come to you. Hey, did we go to high school together? Right. You know, and, <laughs> and you kind of got that, and that's fine. You're like, yeah, we did. Where'd you go, Lincoln? You know, yeah. I'm like, God, can you believe Marikita got decapitated by a trash can? Or whatever it is you going to say. Mr. Jones was such a dick. Mr. Jones was yeah. a dick. Not as much of a dick as Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and then it sort of goes up and then people sort of say, Oh, you're the guy from that movie, that one movie. Then some of Oh, you're stainer, right? You're the T right T okay. then people will quote it and maybe not ask you who you are, but kinda of let you know.
1: But they know. There's
3: just but there's so many different building blocks and components and this most recent one is the weirdest one. Because in Los Angeles and New York it isn't so much but We went to this pizza place last night called the Sizzle Slice or something. Uh, Sizzle Sizzle Pie? Pie. Yeah. Why can't I get that right? (laughs) (laughs) I keep saying, you know why? Because Sizzle Slice is the cooler name. So it's so an old sizzle pie, <laughs> worst-named pizza joint in the country. Um, they're a sponsor.
2: They, I mean, they, oh, shit. They're
3: not. It's they're I mean, not. They're, okay. The pizza, are they are or they aren't? They the pizza are not. Was they're still, not. The pizza no. fucking sucked. Okay. So, yeah, the pizza actually was really good. But I. So I'm in there, and, you know, people outside are kind of looking in, and then, you know, people, when people are drunk, they're much more... and there's a problem where if you're on television and people know you from television they feel very proprietary over you even HBO which they pay for they still expect that when they turn on or go to HBO Go that you're just on command for Mm -hmm. them so for whatever reason women especially entitled bitchy women who are just like Just hot enough that throughout their life, men have adorned them with affection, trying to have sex with them, and then they think that they're much more beautiful than they actually are, and become much more entitled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the guys, I guess, that they hang out with are like also meek and cowardly because they let them talk, be talked to like that.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of that in Portland. There is a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Because that, I, I thought that was an interesting thing. Is like. Uh, there's a lot of that nationwide, but there's this very specific type of woman who sort of tells her boyfriend to do what she wants. All of her guy friends want to sleep with her, but they're also too much of pussies to, like, make the move. Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't happen, Or tell her to shut the fuck being up being when friends. she needs
1: to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And so those girls who also watch me on television, they are awful. They'll come up after a show and they'll be like, don't make that face. Oh my make God. make a make a nice face. Make and I'm like, You're what? not my mother. What is your oh. problem? And then the guys, you know, there's a guy version of that which is just a guy who's like, All right, I'm gonna grab your dick on this one. And I'm like, No, you're not, <laughs> buddy. And he's like, Come on, come on, do Over oh,
1: the picture? Yeah,
3: do do one where uh, do one where we're both grabbing each other's dicks and I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. It's wow. Like, oh, come on, Mr. Famous. What are you too yeah. famous to do something? So that there's that component of it which That's is very awful. strange and people don't think about. But This girl came in last night, and it was like... Because I'd been talking to Andy Main.
1: Who's wonderful. Andy's a dear friend of ours.
3: Yeah, she's awesome. I was talking to her about it, and she's like, well... Because they said there's some negative aspects of stuff. And she's like, well, what is it? I was like, well, the two main things of recent are that Hollywood... Once you reach a certain point in Hollywood, there's an ugliness that I couldn't even imagine exists. It's kind of what they portray in movies about Hollywood mm-hmm. but it's much darker and weirder and different. Like but backstabbing jealousy type things. Kind of, and- yeah. I mean that's all part of it to be sure because it's just a city and a, an industry riddled with status anxiety but there, there's this other component of it where you're, there's so much money involved. You can make so much money. You're, But it stops being commissions. It's like my agency packaged Silicon Valley and my managers produce it and HBO hasn't had a comedy hit of this caliber since Curb Your Enthusiasm and they you know Eastbound and Down and Girls are uh, those were sort of hits for them but they didn't have broad appeal and HBO is in a war with Netflix right now mm. which Showtime is like trying to muscle in on it's not going to happen Showtime it never <laughs> has Um and uh, that's there's a lot of money in in the components of this conversation we're even having right now. Yeah. literally tens of millions and millions of dollars, mm-hmm. maybe hundred million dollars. You know, and so it's almost like once you're involved in that, people sort of drop the niceties and are like, "Really? What the fuck did yeah. you just say?" Like we need, and it's not on set. It's almost like, like I think it was really threatening. I brought. I was in a conversation. I forget with who, but just about how it's just comedy for me it's just I, I don't care I would love I'm very excited to be on Silicon Valley it's an excellent show I mm-hmm. learn a lot from both those guys and from Mike Judge obviously he's like a, an icon yeah. a genius totally mm-hmm. really really amazing stuff very very fortunate to be working on it and it's lightning in a bottle to get a television show that's a hit That's yep. just it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't happen most people go their whole lives acting consistently in Hollywood and never have something like this happen mm-hmm. but I was talking about it I was like you know I would love to do it but if if it had to go away for, you know, it's circumstances or if something else came up or I couldn't film my own film, you know, because HBO is very strict with what you can and can't do, oh, okay. you know, then I, I it's OK for me to leave that show because I just I want to do comedy. I can do that on HBO. I can do it on a podcast. I can do it on, you know. I can stage. I can do it on stage at the Helium Comedy Club
0: this weekend mm-hmm. Friday, two tickets shows at, Friday two shows Saturday hit tickets at heliumcomedy.com
1: and the podcast taping at 420 on yeah, Saturday
3: yeah po- that's right mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Saturday, you guys are good <laughs> um, yeah
3: Saturday afternoon 420 p.m. podcast taping yeah I can so I can do it on a podcast I can do it live on stage I can do it in Transformers like I get mm-hmm. some some pretty hearty laughs in Transformers that was all I had to do for that particular thing and make people openly weep across the United States <laughs> mm-hmm. um but, you know, it is, I don't know, they, that just saying that sounded so insane to the people that I was with. And these are people in the industry that are affected by yeah. any of the decisions I was talking about, mm-hmm. you know. But it's even like, like if I said I want to do more stand-up and I'm not going to do ride-along too, you know, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there there's no longer a oh well, let's just audition and and see what the deal is. It's much more like it's what? Like do you, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, you're fucking. What, yeah. What you're gonna go out there to fucking Oregon and do yeah. your little stand-up spoofs. You'll do exactly what you're supposed to do, and Jesus. this is what you're supposed to do. And then it, re- if it requires me to become this guy that I can be, but that I don't necessarily want to be. Yeah. This kind of Francis Underwood weird chess playing yeah. guy who's gotta like assert himself in a room and. Fire people or reorganize people or shut them down, and and it's not yeah. even fun. Like Michael, like Michael Bay and I would yell at each other a lot mm. on Transformers, but that's part of the experience. And he's still there's no question about what's happening and what the deal is. It's me either quitting or deciding to uh, or t- deciding to not quit, mm-hmm. or it's Michael Bay firing me. Uh, or, but he doesn't care if I quit or not. So it's this weird thing of like, we all know where we stand. Yeah. So we're yelling, but at the end of the day, it just ends with me being like, Michael, get away from me. Just stay further <laughs> away from The further away from me are, the funnier I am. And him being like, shut the fuck up. We're going to cut him out of the movie. Let's go. <laughs> um, you know, so even then, it, because I also respect him. Yeah. There's a lot of executives and a lot of people that aren't really in this and they don't yeah. care too much. It's so much about. Being known as the person who had the taste and maybe gave the four or five notes and had the balls to green light the project and then was able to convince the person to say yes to the first season order. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's this huge thing or, the you know, do that in a movie form, do that in a Comedy Central special form, yeah. any of that stuff then once it comes out and it's a hit that's all they have all they have to hang their hat on is like this is because of me and it's yeah. like well you didn't write it and you're not in it and you didn't in fact the notes that you gave they didn't even really use it's like yeah, yeah but without me it couldn't have happened mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so they become very proprietary more proprietary over this thing that they had so little to do with than even some of the people like the co-creator the guy actually created Silicon Valley John Allchuler, mm-hmm. HBO kind of quietly pushed him out mm-hmm. of the show and he sort of acquiesced to that and he wanted the show to do well and you know, he and Mike Judge have been working together since King of the Hill, but he is less proprietary over the show than any of the people still involved with it, yeah. with it because it's his idea. It was a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, If the the direction of the show doesn't go well, that's because of him. If it does go well, it's because of him. And so he can back off and, like, you know, do another movie and and write the next television Mm -hmm. show. So the people that are actually generating the content, the artists, so to speak, there are heavy quotes, air quotes around that when it comes to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Artists. You know, I think that they tend to be a little more. Uh, a little less proprietary and a little more realistic about the importance of these things' but that really did – it scares people when I talk
0: like that when yeah. I say that I
1: find that a fascinating mm-hmm. in hollywood yeah it's depressing, but I mean it's fascinating
0: too well it's got to be a weird experience because I mean essentially in a way it's a mini industry built around your success of yeah. other people you know yeah, yeah, involved yeah. in it or like
3: what you're yeah. doing yeah. And,
0: yeah their yeah their success is based on your success, and I mean you know, that's a big thing too it's strange the
3: way. People act out of power just to exert power, to show that they have power, to do something powerful, to make them feel powerful. Probably because they're not. And um, and then, as soon as they realize that they're dealing with someone who's not like, oh, oh no, okay, oh thank you so much for involving me in your stuff. Um, then they have to like backtrack really quickly because exactly their livelihood and their reputation depends in part on on my involvement in projects. It's yeah. a really, really strange shift. Wow! But I think what I'm saying, I'm sorry, I, I don't know if I was, is that I think it's scary to people, the idea that for me it is so, I just broke the microphone. You didn't break it no, no way no. it pops fun. off like that. No, Todd Glass broke, well
0: no, he broke <laughs> headphones. He's headphones. Never yeah, you're headphones fine. Todd Glass yeah. broke headphones, he broke He broke <laughs> microphones, <laughs> and he broke hearts <laughs> when he came through. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, I,
3: uh, I think it scares people when I'm like, I am just about the comedy. That's Mm -hmm. it. -hmm. I don't care what medium it is. That's why I'll do advertisements and stuff. I mean, partly it's to make fun of, like, there is no idea of selling out anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. any longer. Mm -hmm. There's just cross-branding and promotion. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's sad. And, you know, if you can make a commercial funny, you might as well. Because people are going to... Still want to see commercials or be forced to. Yeah. Yeah, Um, So I'll work for Slim Jims. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Or you'll get (laughs) uh, a grizzly bear. What's that? Or you'll get a grizzly bear. Yeah. Or I will (laughs) get a grizzly bear. That video is incredible. Pretty crazy. Was that terrifying? No. And people ask that. I don't know why. I wasn't. Because bears, just in general, living uh, in the
1: Northwest, you learn, like, bears bad. Stay away from bears. They tell you, like, to
3: keep your hands down. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. There was a big part of, like, the. Um, there's a big part of like There the, the That's the problem that, that's <laughs> There it was I was like You're so soft and <laughs> He's so gentle <laughs> uh, He's the, just a gentle man. Yeah they said I, You know I said Can I put my arm around the bear And the guy's like No yeah. do Not do that Don't ever do that <laughs> I was like well, Can I sit next to him He's like No Don't sit next to him don't do anything, okay? He'll yeah. rip and tear at your face. <laughs> it's, uh, the, main, the main point of the animal trainer was just to make me feel bad about questions. Not to train the animal.
1: I was impressed with the marshmallow in well, your mouth. and then
3: as soon as he saw that the bear, I guess, got along well with me, he, yeah, he said, you want him to eat a marshmallow out of your mouth? And I said, well, you just said that, uh, yeah, I guess, okay. <laughs> and so, uh, he
1: said he might rip my face off. And, that's what
3: yeah. but, uh, and so that's what I did. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I really, 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 really just, I like doing comedy. I think it's mm-hmm. important. I even talk about it in my act that like, if there's a life, life is pretty horrifying. It's like in general, there's so much tragedy. Mm-hmm. It's just people, the jobs you're told by a consumerist society that everything we do is not good enough, and you would just be happy if you had this, if you bought this, mm-hmm. if you paid for this service it's a it's not it's a losing proposition in many ways so comedy is a great like it's another drug i mean these are all drugs but it's Mm -hmm. a great drug to sort of check out for 30 minutes and and get the positive endorphins going and it doesn't have the same social stigma as heroin you know Mm -hmm. it's the better option and uh but hollywood doesn't like that because they're so career oriented and your career and your standing and your status is such a vital part of it. They're mixing up the difference between uh, being able to draw an audience or being a viable product mm-hmm. and being a person in Hollywood who's well-respected. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because getting awards is, is a component of it and so is just being an Adam Sandler type everyman that everyone will go and see – Versus making your own movies, there's like so many components that they just get swept up into the like Lena Dunham as a god or something mm-hmm. like that, right. and then she can do no wrong and this this and that, and uh, I don't know because for me it it really remains like was it funny and then you just it's yeah. yes or a no and mm-hmm. then you and move that's on the to the next line. thing. And then you move on to the next thing. I've done plenty of things that aren't funny, but it's not, you know, I'm not keeping score. Yeah. Right. That, that's left to the people who hate themselves on the internet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> plenty of those, those people. Those are, those are the thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> and Gladiator mostly thumbs YouTube. down, yeah. no
0: matter what. Yeah. Yep. Um, how much time do you get to go out and do stand up, you know, since you're doing so many different projects? and
3: it, it, You know, it varies. Now, because of Silicon Valley, uh, I'll go back. I think I'm going to go back for the second season into, let's see, it's October, November, December, so, you know, with three months, and then I can't do any other television. The, like, the HBO's really strict. Oh, really? Like yeah. during it's that like time? It's like a no-compete clause kind of? Not even during that time. It okay. is a no-compete clause. Yeah. I, I can't go and do a three-episode arc on Louie or something. Not that that would ever happen, but just saying. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. But any... You know, anything like that is totally out of the question. For how about, long? Uh, for seven years.
1: Jesus! I mean, Holy you know, shit. what they
3: do, though, is wow. we've gone to them to get approval. Like, I did At Midnight, and I did The Soup, and I did... So if it's promoting them, I did Ferguson, I did Kimmel, uh, if it promotes them, okay. then they're okay with it, but it's hard for me to do other projects like yeah. it'll be a am writing a movie this summer in New York called The Nihilist and it's a, sort of a comic character that I've been working on for a long time um, and it will be a real uh, uphill battle to get them to allow me to produce that and then take it to Sundance if Sundance wow. wants to show it huh. but you know you, th- that's you what about internet do
0: this thing. just like random stuff on the internet which i mean i gotta be like real or?
3: they there's i've had a couple of random internet things come up and and they and it like wow i mean look they're they're you're on the best network mm-hmm. they're paying you to do what you love yeah, yeah and yeah. to work with friends and mike judge it's like i understand right. your position. Interesting
0: and then, the position Understand you know,
3: they're not yeah they're not paying nobody's getting paid as much as anybody thinks we're getting paid in hollywood mm-hmm. like for transformers i got uh the lowest you can pay an actor on a film, like mm-hmm. SAG minimum, it was minimum wage. If no you're kidding. In the union. <laughs> yeah, and no back end or anything like that. Wow. So, you know, I, let me put it this way: I did this Motorola commercial, and that's that made me more money than every movie I've done in the last like five years or something. Wow. Damn.
0: So there it's you a go, weird, actors. It's, it's a
3: weird thing Listen right now. Yeah, get, get ready. <laughs> if you want to make it in Hollywood, make sure you got your car no, is at least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Buy a used Corolla. <laughs> um yeah, so I I mean I don't know. I I definitely I definitely will do other stuff and I could do like internet videos with friends and right. and shit, but I definitely uh, say definitely a lot in definitely. the last like couple minutes <laughs> he's um, the rain <laughs> man definitely lady, folks. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely. It's about a hundred dollars I think that I, I will continue to do a lot of different stuff just right now I have to stop yeah. doing everything it's crazy I can
0: crazy. only do stand up
3: and I can do this thing called Gore Burger I'm still trying to make that have you guys seen Gore Burger you I have I just it saw just look it up right now it. Because it's pretty insane. It's a giant blue alien that takes over a Japanese morning show, kills most everybody, and keeps the rest as slaves to interview indie rock bands.
1: (laughs) Oh, it looks like a my pet monster.
3: It is like a my yeah Yeah. my monster. I had one. Did you have one? Uh, Yes, I did. Oh, it was great. And I think that's maybe why I love Gorberger so much. Anyway, I voiced. Oh, this is awesome. Make that happen. And then I also, um, and we're sort of working on that with the Lonely Island guys. Okay. Nice. Um, but, I, you know, other than that, I can't really do anything. Like, I can write a pilot, but it's mostly stand up. I do this, I do stand up, and then I'm only going to do movies that really make sense. Because mm. I, Transformers 4 really was the last one where I'm like. All right, like and you know enough of this. Yeah, like, I did Yogi Bear 3D. I've mm-hmm. done Unstoppable. I've done, unless it's really a funny part and makes sense comedically, mm-hmm. then then I'll do it. I mean, Transformers was a you know it was a, it was a once in a lifetime. Yeah, experience. right. Oh, oh, yeah, not, I mean, how can you say no to but that? But it was not an easy experience. It was. I mean, there were many mornings where I got up and I was like, I'm quitting. I'm going to quit today. Wow. I think this is. The day, but Wahlberg kept teasing me, being like, "Yeah, you quit if you if you know what this is all about, huh?" And I'm like, "Yeah," <laughs> and he would be like, "Well, I'll tell you what, man, you can't quit." And I was like, "You know," <laughs> he's like, "Cause then I'll get around town, you'll be unhirable. And I was like, oh, "God,
2: <laughs> well, kill wow, me, l- l- literally
3: kill me as soon as you can." <laughs> uh, so, but you know, I mean, I think so. It, this is a good time for me to chill and transition into. This next thing, and this is the first time in stand up that people that are coming to the audience know me, and they either know me because they've seen my stand up before, or they know me because they've seen me in enough things that they have like a sense of I'm just a funny person. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet he's a funny person because he's funny in all these different ways. And then when they come and see my stand up, it's so interesting to see what they they think of it because it's, it's a lot of improvisation, it's a lot of riffing with the crowd and just like riffing. Making up, you know, bizarre, absurdist notions on the spot, and then it is a little observational, but it's mostly absurdist, and it's got some mm-hmm. some pretty bizarre stuff to it. But people seem to really like it, and those that don't, it's a great moment for them to kind of be like, "I think I'll stick to seeing him in the other." <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they have um, lots of options and where yeah, to right, when exactly. I see you.
3: My idea is I'm trying to to be grating and abrasive to the American public by 2016. I, we I went to cross over into the, oh, God, why is, it's him again? <laughs> can't get away
2: from him. Yeah, I know.
3: <laughs> but we live in a different time. It's weird where there's so much media that you kind of, like, I don't, I think not many people remember that I was in a huge Motorola campaign where I played mm-hmm. a lazy phone mm-hmm. in six spots. And like one of them, I'm singing Miguel and, It was a huge hit with the urban community, (laughs) Uh, but like, and that was like a major like you're the face of this Motorola thing, and then now it's gone and no one has mentioned it again and ever will. It's so bizarre. So that's I think they've done some studies in the entertainment industry that if people if you're not tracking well after like six months, they uh, they can recut the trailer. And put it out, and totally have it look like a different movie. Like uh, emphasize the comedy and not show this plot point, and people will have forgotten about the earlier trailer. Oh my god! They've taken in so much of the media; it's just gone. It's gone. They can't. There's a storehouse for it. It's not like oh, there's that thing again. You sort of
0: watch it. Definitive quantity that you can fit in your brain. Totally weird, isn't that strange? That's
3: bizarre.
1: It just kind of replaces itself in your head.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I mean, so, yeah. It's good and bad. There are so many different ways. I mean, now with anything on the internet and all these different options for entertainment that you can get. I guess, yeah. I mean, you that's just that's just kind of the way it. thing is. Yeah. yeah it really things is. Is.
3: And nobody, nobody's being. None of us have to remember anything because it's all on our phones. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're also not really exercising that memory muscle because we have Wikipedia.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, which which I've got your Wikipedia me. up know, right that's, now. That's, uh, yeah, I I had pulled it up because uh, we heard about some of the things in your personal life that are written on here. Yeah. I don't know if you. I'm sure. Are you aware of them? Oh, I mean, it's that my you're life. in a relationship with a zookeeper. It's my personal uh, life, Lois uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Schneefle-fiffle>? <laughs> yeah Yeah. Yep, that's that's fantastic. You're also a European Master Stilt Walker. I am not. Is that okay? What that, that is what it says. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it says that
3: he's a I stil-
0: studied. I studied. Oh, a you studied.
3: Master Stilt Walker for each theaterbane. You're but right. I'm considered an American Master Stilt Walker. Right. I'm also a level six juggler, proficient at five ball juggling, clubs, knives, torches, contact, and cigar, boxes. cigar box. <laughs> <laughs> and cigar boxes, WC Fields. You see those, so that's a yeah. very rare. Type Are they tricky? Of Are they pretty tricky? They're pretty tricky, yeah. I, and they, I think they look cooler than the other ones. Have Do you ever have seen to latch them, right latch closed. Yeah, I you mean, they're, they're actually. Are the, there
0: cigars in them?
3: No, that's okay. they come from the cigar boxes, but you would yeah. tape the. Cardboard ones shut, and then it's okay. three boxes, mm-hmm. and you'll grab a middle one, and you oh, sort okay, of, I'll get what so it, yeah. it's, I get it. So it's—I know that it sounds like a silly thing, but it actually is an incredibly difficult artistic endeavor. Right. And it is. This right. has been one of the most offensive conversations. <laughs> like. yeah, Kenny, you really make since light I of walked of in wow, here.
0: Kenny, way Thanks, back Kenny. I liked go. you a lot more when
3: you're soft and gentle on the wrong <laughs> side. of The, the microphone mic. around. Way to Kenny. fuck up the interview, <laughs> Kenny. God damn. It. No, no. I mean, uh, yeah, you—you would like cigar boxes. I do them for you here, but we don't have any. No, I don't know. Unfortunately, yeah. Have any. Books. We yeah. need to, we I need can't to get juggle a c- cigars. <laughs> okay, I can't. We'll have to get. But you some can do so
1: here. much more, TJ Miller. And
3: that's true. I was I was a clown for clowns to go. dot com. <laughs> a hip hop clown. A yeah. hip hop clown. Yeah. So Did I had you do to your wear own, own raps. No, it, it kind of came. It was this woman and her kids, it was mostly kids that work for her, but it's children's birthday parties for black and Latino families. And she had she had produced this thing that was like the song and so you would sing along with it. But then there's a dance break and you had mm-hmm. to be able to dance. And that was actually the sort of thrust of my interview. I went in, I talked to her, told her about all the juggling, told her about all the circus training and circus mm-hmm. art stuff I've done. She was like, Okay, okay, well can you dance? Because uh, dancing is a big part of this. It's thing. Important, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I can dance." You look
1: like you could dance. Well,
3: she really. Thank mm-hmm. you. You look like you can dance. I can't. Too. Yeah, okay.
2: uh. I bet you can. <laughs> and
3: uh, so you know, it was this really nice black woman, and she she says, "All right, well, let's see you dance." And I was like, "What?" And then she said, "Come into the living room," and she turned on the radio. Oh my god! And she was like, "Yeah, let's just see you dance. Just kind of moved to that." And uh, and I was like, "Uh," "Uh," like it felt exactly like what it feels for a stripper. (laughs) 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 You're like, take off your shirt. And you're like, now? And it's like, fuck yeah. Just get comfortable. (laughs) comfortable. Oh my God. So, I started to kind of move and then a commercial came on and so I stopped and then it was just this awkward Aww, situation waiting
0: for another song.
3: Yeah. And then I remember it's a couple of commercials and one of them started with like a hip hop song. And so I began she to dance and again. And then it went back into it. So sad. So then uh, finally some music came on and I did a little popping and locking made some real you know nice, isometric yeah. movements and. Tried to really move to the beat a little bit. Sure, sure. And uh, she was just stone faced, and uh. then, and then at the end, uh, you know, I, I kind of stopped. How, I wasn't going to do the whole song. I kind of stopped. I was like, "So, that's uh that's my dancing." <laughs> <laughs> and I, she just looks at me. And I swear to God, it's like it was the longest beat I've ever seen someone take. She goes, "Boy, where'd you learn how to move like that? <laughs> <laughs> You're hired!" Like it was like hired on the spot. It was great, and then I went along with her son to a birthday party, and then on my first gig, the CD she gave me skipped, Uh so the whole thing just fell apart halfway through, Mm -hmm. so then I juggled to the best of my knowledge, and then you make, uh, you make Balloon Animals, I don't know if uh-huh. you guys make balloon animals I don't, I don't they know are incredibly difficult are to make. I okay. would imagine um, they're really hard to make and then I kept asking her like well how many should I should I know and she's like well try and learn as many as you can and I was like yeah but I don't have a lot of time because you, you're sending me out in like <laughs> a day or two what should I work on and she's like you know what just learn how to make a poodle because if you can make a poodle with a long neck that's a giraffe half a poodle is basically a sword you just do two less twists and you can make a hat anyone can make a hat And then that was it. And she didn't even teach me how to do a flower or anything. So the CD had skipped. I juggled. I had just gotten the audience back on my side. was like in the back room of a home run pizza.
2: It's this Latino
3: family where you can feel that they're like... We blew all of our money. Yeah. We had to blow this month mm-hmm. on this party, and you're the only entertainer. Better fucking deliver. Let's see yeah. these fucking balloon yeah. animals. <laughs> so I got <laughs> at that point, and then I, you know, you make a balloon animal, people go nuts when you make a dog. We make a couple more little dogs for people. Then you make a, a another poodle for the next. like, I don't want a dog. Like the, they all have dogs. Mm-hmm. So then you make them a giraffe, and they're excited. Mm-hmm. And then I made him a sword, and then that was all I could and make. And then you're out. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like within minutes, the make guy's like can you make anything else besides a sword yeah. and a dog yeah. and I was like I can make a giraffe he's like that's just a dog with a long neck <laughs> <laughs> pretty embarrassing so I, I lasted as long as I could in that world
0: <laughs> was this pre-stand-up
3: yeah well okay. no I was doing stand-up at the time but yeah. once
0: I so would you consider it good good uh, uh, practice
3: for yeah stand-up? all of that's good yeah. practice. Right, I, mean, that's good I, fodder. I used to work for uh, old style light which is uh, old Style's a big beer in Chicago uh, it is not a beer that is drank by people that drink light beer. Mm. You put it that way, it's okay. a sort of South Side White Sox beer. Okay. So I would go and perform like a pseudo stand-up act where I gave away old-style light, like, merch – Which nobody wanted. (laughs) And then offered to buy people old style lights, which nobody wanted because old styles only cost like two bucks. So you're not an old style light. It's It's like, well, have a free one. It's like, I'd rather pay $2 and drink the thing that tastes good. (laughs) I was at a bar in Chicago and the the sound system failed. So I had to stand on the bar because the client was there and they were like, just do something. You got to do something. Oh, no. So I stood on the bar and I started yelling and I was like, I'm giving stuff away. And I threw. Jesus, this is so sad. It was a sad moment in my life. I was like, who wants a t shirt? Who wants an old satellite t shirt? I threw it into the audience and I was like, all right, who wants beers? And I, this, like, sequentially, the entire place was like no one, and then the <laughs> shirt came flying up and hit me in the face.
2: Oh my God.
3: like somebody was like, God. Fuck you, and take your free shirts that no one wants home. <laughs> I, I walked out of there. That was one of those ones where you sit in the van for yeah, a right. while and you think about the whole thing. Yeah, and they Replaying I went playing it
0: over and over.
3: Every bar I went to, um, I was supposed to go with two hot schoolgirl models, which was a big part. <laughs> you know, I'm in my 20s and fucking Chicago. I'm like, This is the Greatest job I've ever had. Right. They were paying me like a hundred and fifty dollars a night to do three bars, and wow. that was just like, yeah. yeah. I mean, fuck. I was making like almost a grand a week mm-hmm. extra, mm-hmm. and then they doubled it because the campaign worked, and so they wanted me to keep doing it. I was like, you'd have to pay me, you'd have to pay me three hundred dollars a night, <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, sure. And I was like, God damn it. Why did I go higher? And like, Five, why am yeah. I was so young Six, that I didn't yeah. – yeah, I should have been like, you got to pay me a fucking a thousand dollars a night. And then they'd be like, what about 500? Yeah. And then I would have been the richest. <laughs> I would have been the richest beer baron in all of South Chicago. Um, but the schoolgirls all quit. They quit after the first night. One of them quit. And then they said they'd they could only get one. Yeah. And then in the second one, they quit. So then it was just me. (laughs) No It was like the saddest way to have a job fall apart in front of you.
1: The schoolgirls quit on you. Yeah.
3: Even the schoolgirl models who are objectified for a living were like, I will not be subjected to this objectification. I was like, I will. I'll dress up in an old style light bowling shirt, which I'll try and give away. And people will be like, why would I bowl in a shirt that says old style light (laughs) do you still have any of those shirts fuck yeah no one would take them (laughs) try to auction them off on TJ Miller does not have a website dot com it ain't happening
1: (laughs) well go see TJ
0: go yes you've got uh, two shows tonight two shows Saturday
1: Three shows. Three shows. Well, think, well,
3: including the podcast. That's yeah.
0: what I was going to include, the podcast as mm-hmm. its own. It was getting its own billing. It's okay. own billing. The shows, podcast yeah. got its own billing.
3: It's tonight at... 7.30 uh, and 10. 7.30 and 10. Tomorrow at...
1: Seven thirty and ten. Seven thirty and
3: ten, and then the Cashigan podcast on Saturday is at seven. Is that no four twenty? Four twenty. Four twenty. I'm always going to look towards you. Oh. You're the one, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, four twenty p.m. Come and hang out. That's a really fun one. If people haven't, I mean, obviously your listeners know what a fucking podcast is, mm. right? Because they did not in Omaha. I had like one of the greatest. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was talking about it last on stage. This dude comes up after the show. He's like. So, what's this show on Sunday? Because it was Sunday. What's this 420 show? And I go, well, you know, it's uh, it's a 420 part of it can mean whatever you want it to. And he's like, yeah, no, I know, afternoon show. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, it's matinee, I, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half price for seniors. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and, and I, he, goes, he goes, so what is it? It's like radio? It's like live radio? Oh, and gosh. I was like, yeah, wow, it's kind of... had that conversation. <laughs> Have you had that? Oh yeah. It's so hard, right? No, I'm trying
1: to I'm like it's you know how a radio has speakers. I'm like it's like a
3: computer has speakers, you listen to it
1: from your computer, yeah. not your radio. That's a. I should have
3: gone that route because mm. I said well it's like radio, but it's like an hour of radio that you can download at a later date. Mm. And he's like so you can get it later. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, so why do you have to come when on, on 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 420? And I was like, well, because then you can see it live. And he's like, oh, so you people can tune in and listen live.
1: Oh, God. And I was uh. like,
3: no, 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 no. You can listen to it later, but it, we record it live at the show. <laughs> and I swear to God, he just looked at me and he's like, so, why would anyone do that? <laughs> like, he kind of he had, he had reached the end of his questions that, was, that, that was made it. sense to ask. I had reached the end of my like <laughs> surplus Explanation. of explanations. Yeah. And he just straight up was like, Why would anyone come and see that? <laughs> and I was like, I sort like, of got to go. He trying to be
1: insulting. Yeah, he was no, just no, no, no. He was
3: like, why, why would a person go? Why would you do that? And why would a person like me go to watch you do that? And my answer kind of was like, I don't know. I guess I don't know.
0: <laughs> you, you got, got me. me. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. You've now made me question a lot of decisions <laughs> in my life.
0: Well, cashing in with TJ Miller, and that's going to be 4:20 uh, on Saturday, if You're from the Nebraska tri-state area.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, get your tickets heliumcomedy.com, and yeah. your website is. TJ Miller does not have a website.com? Yeah, and on Twitter, I'm at not TJ Miller, uh,
3: because all this stuff is taken, guys. TJ Miller.com is taken. At TJ Miller is a woman uh, from Pennsylvania who's tweeted less than 100 times since 2007. Still has like an egg for a profile picture. One of her tweets was just,
0: wiener, (laughs) exclamation mark. Solid.
2: Solid.
1: So and then bizarre. probably
0: like 800 people retweeted that because they thought it was you. T.J. Miller
1: said winner. No, no,
0: I hope not. Her picture makes it very clear that we're not the same. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're not the same person. Have you ever written to T.J. Miller to ask yeah, her? Yeah, I've been trying to talk to her about stuff and ask her if she'll, she won't do it. I mounted a campaign where people should get in touch with her. She just did. It's at T.J. Miller.
0: She's not even coming up on this thing. I'll find it Alright we'll anyway. follow him At Not uh, TJ Miller <laughs> Yeah follow him there
3: she not? Just go straight to
0: it uh, Go
3: twitter.com slash Users Users
0: Users uh, We're doing this live everywhere. Yeah Tammy oh, J Miller she There she is Tammy J Miller That is yeah, awesome Alright ready Oh great picture She got a better picture Oh right. that is amazing here? Let me see
3: a couple Of these bad boys <laughs> See, look, she's tweeted nineteen times. Uh-huh. She has 273 wow. like her- you. She's two hundred seventy three followers. people her. She's only favorited oh, once.
1: Wow, she is incredible looking.
3: Like she's bizarre. Look, she's San Diego exclamation so- mark. That was in two thousand twelve. <laughs> That's on the beginning of her page.
1: There's the wiener one on but, yeah, the June of two thousand eleven touchdown
3: that in Houston. <laughs> I, I mean, it's really, really the strange. worst. This most oh. recent one. Is October 12th. It seems it isn't fair.
1: October of 2012. Yeah, it's the last Research time. Research
3: reveals that noted geniuses think in opposites. Their tolerance to continue two incompatible thoughts <laughs> things fosters the creation of the new. Here's what I think simultaneously. That she <laughs> yes. should give up this Twitter account. And also, it's a necessary part of my own reality. TJ, I mean,
1: honestly, have you thought about it? Do you know if she's still alive? What do you mean? I mean, maybe that's something you should look up if she hasn't written she in two, in two written years. Yeah.
3: Obituaries. You Tammy are very Taylor. morbid.
1: I'm saying maybe if, if she is the dead, then maybe you can contact Twitter and see if she's still there and then you could get it. I'm just ah, trying to.
3: Ah, I like, see now I
0: like how you No,
1: thinking. I'm just, because if she hasn't been there for two years, I mean, yeah.
3: you know,
0: no, change no, things have happened. I think she just
3: doesn't tweet. She never got the hang of it.
0: <laughs> there should be a thing like where if you don't tweet for so long, you just lose your. Yeah. All, lose the you, handle. Yeah, because yeah, that's account. a real, that's a real
3: handle. Right.
1: Yeah, the, only, the one person I know that follows her is the only you. Favorite, <laughs>
3: the only favorite was in 2011. She favorited Oprah Magazine saying, If you get, give. If you learn, teach. My Angela. O oh, quote. Hashtag, O oh, yeah, quote. Yeah, you know, she doesn't know what the fuck that's about. <laughs> no. She was just trying to favorite something and be like, I guess it's just a pound song. right if Oprah did
1: it. Bragging to her children. It's I figured the, out Twitter. Oh,
3: Oprah's great. She's doing a hashtag for the aquote, <laughs> the Indian, The Indians that were stripped of their land in <laughs> it. southern North Dakota. Yeah. Well, all right. anyway, right, anyway. And not T.J. Miller. And the, the, rest of, <laughs> the rest of the podcast just us kind
0: of looking over her account. Like, oh, Tammy J. What's wrong with you? Tammy J. <laughs> okay. Well,
1: okay.
0: Get your tickets. Go see T.J. Miller at Helium Comedy Club, 9th and Hawthorne. Helium Comedy Club is awesome. It is. You guys it's all one know of that. Best
3: clubs, man. Oh, yeah. It
0: is. It it's is. Real. It's fantastic. DJ, thank you so much for coming in. Thank this you guys been for awesome. having. Me. Yeah, thank you. This was this so was great. Super fun. fun. It was fun employment. Oh. Yeah.
3: Oh. Do, I, I know Todd Glass kind of already does you guys' opening, but I'm going to do one too for a yes. Oh,
0: awesome. Yes, We're going to mute right. ourselves. You.
3: You go. Okay. Hi. This is Todd. Not Todd Glass, baby. Todd Yeah hot toddington miller and you're tuned in even though there's nothing to tune you just clicked a lot of things to fun employment radio hour it's magic it's the kind of magic that when you finish masturbating and you just ejaculate a poof of dust with traces of glitter and unicorn blood
2: That
1: was glorious. There we go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sounded like Jake Busey there.
1: <laughs>
3: or does Jake Busey sound like
0: me? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see? Oh, mind blown.
2: <laughs>
1: awesome. All right, we're going to set up. up. <laughs> this
3: is true. I would give it all up to be in Stormship Troopers. <laughs> oh. That was storm. a really fun movie. <laughs> Wait, man. Starship Troopers? Yes, that's it. Yeah. A yeah. Storm, storm what's Stormship storm 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 storm. Troopers? I don't know. I, I don't know. know. Just Star Starship Troopers It's the sizzle slice of movies. Starship Troopers. There we go. Yeah. That was a good movie. It was. It was the pretty bugs. solid. The, the bugs. bugs. Mm-hmm.
1: Squash those bugs. Yeah. <laughs> God, that was a bad movie in an amazing way.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh-huh. Poor Jake. Oh, oh, my God, God. I had a dream last He's night about a one of those bugs from Starship Troopers chasing me, but it was like tiny, and I squashed it, and it was crunchy, and it freaked me out. Really? Good did story. That, yeah. Well, it's Random.
3: also interesting that he, it would never have come up if I didn't fuck it. Right. Up.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I believe yeah. your story. No. no. I
3: believe it because he had, had Jake be- Busey on the brain. He did. <laughs> you
0: and there's on the only brain? one way that can happen.
3: <laughs> it's from a nightmare about Starship Troopers bugs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Either that or him being the bad guy in contact. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so
0: oh, yeah. Oh, and, Oh, no. Jake. All right. Let's stop now. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Rowan. We'll be back later with more Fun employment Radio. Darko. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right, there you go. T.J. Miller, right here on Fun Employment Radio. Thank you. My favorite
1: interview ever. Yes. so
0: awesome. (laughs) We just left the entire thing in there, and uh, he is... He, genuinely, genuinely a very cool dude. Yes. And just, just very laid back. Super cool. Go see him at Helium Comedy Club and uh, wherever else he's going to be. just support
1: all of his endeavors.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Just he's the a, real deal. He's he's a genuine guy. The real deal. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Fun Emp Radio, at Greg Nibbler, at Sir Dillon. Like us on Facebook and all of these things. Thanks for finding our show. And we've got lots of other episodes at FunEmploymentRadio.com for you to check out. Yep. All right. There we go. Thanks, everyone.